Welcome to Caffeinated Living. We are a podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. My name is Kyle. I'm Rob. And I'm Dustin. There's Dustin. I was going to hear all for Rob to say, and I'm not ready. <laughs> no, we, we are all here via Zoom, so if it sounds a little off off this week that we're we're all on zoom because we're all busy i thought coming out of covid our lives were supposed to be a little bit simpler but the last few weeks i feel like we've been busier than usual yeah do do y'all feel like that okay you've probably felt like that since january (laughs) yeah more like november yeah november yeah that's true yeah it's it, I don't know, man. It, it it's almost like another rebirth. Like it's just so many more growing pains and so many more. I I, I still don't see us out of COVID. You said coming out of COVID, and I know it, well, we are. Yeah, things I mean, things are coming back and opening and that kind of thing. But it's just man. Uh, I don't know about you guys, and this is a conversation I think we can all have because we're all on staff at a church. But like as ministries start to come back. I've been, I know volunteers have always been an issue in churches, but man, it's like pulling teeth trying to get people to serve right now. There's a so much laziness going on in the church. And I've talked to some other pastors, it's the same exact thing. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know that I have that problem just yet because we hadn't started everything back but I can, I can see how that could be an issue. Yeah. COVID revealed a lot of stuff about true followers. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. People get mad at this, but I think there was a lot of people that were on the border of being in church or not being involved with church. And I think COVID gave a lot of people that final excuse to, well, COVID's going around. I don't need to go to church now. Yeah. I don't know. Those fence hoppers. Yeah. Being on, I said on the border, but being on the fence. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say being on the border. We're taking it political now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, uh, man. What, what, what do you think, Dustin? You seen that? Well, we... On Wednesday nights, normally, um, it's just kind of me and Stephanie will help me on Wednesday nights. So I haven't really, I mean, that's that's the kind of way it was from the beginning. I've never really had anybody help me on Wednesday nights. And that's partly because I've never really asked anybody. But, um, but for camp this year, I've been very surprised. Um, I thought it'd be like pulling teeth to get people to help me. But actually... I've had way more more people than I need going to camp or wanting to go to camp with me this year. So I'm not to the beach. Why not? Well, it's actually both of them, South Mountain and Garden City. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah. So do you think more people do you think more people are feeling more confident because we have an antidote, so to speak. Everybody's feeling better because you have the shot. Yeah. Or do you think it's a mixture of some people were just kind of get tired of it, so we're going to kind of jump back in and move on with our life regardless? Yeah. 
I think it's a little bit of both because most everybody going with me has already um, received their vaccine. So um, I think they're just ready to basically trust the vaccine that it's going to do what it's supposed to do and move on with their lives. So it's really, really work. Where else can you go at this point? Like, I mean, this is the moment everybody's been waiting for. We have a vaccine now. So what else do you do? I think that's kind of their mentality. So speaking of the vaccine, let me, let me ask y'all this real quick. And I know, I know this was way off topic of what Kyle was talking about. If they make what next month, I think, or is it already available? I can't remember the making the vaccine available for 16 and older. It's already available. It? Yeah, it already is. So in Carolina, 16 and up can actually get it. So would you recommend your students, 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds, would you recommend them recommend them to get the vaccine? <laughs> I don't think that's our role. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I stay very clear from that lane. <laughs> even even just regular church members, like I'll ask people, are you getting it? But like I can't recommend it for anybody. I don't think that's my job. Right. I mean, I'm not saying recommended. I'm just saying. If they ask me, should I get it? I would say, yeah. But if I'm not going to go around and say, hey, you better get this. It's more so, of a, okay. it's more of I encourage you to do it rather than you need to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See that. Okay. So that, that, that's where I differ. I, I think if you're 30 and above, I, definitely, if it's available, I, I take advantage of it. If you're under 30, I don't know that I'd recommend it right away because you're still at that prime of life where you're wanting to start a family, you have kids. You don't know about a long-term effect of this thing. I mean, I'm just, that's, you know, so that's interesting. I mean, if we all go and die, it's the Lord's will. We all go and die. It's not like, you know, nothing we can do about it. So, but anyway, that that is not what this whole I was about to say about man, that's like vaccination brought to you by Rob. (laughs) That's one thing that I've never really ever talked to you about is vaccinations and that kind of thing. Not just like the COVID, but like the flu shot and all that jazz. I've I've only had the flu shot twice in my life. Yeah, times I got the flu, and I said, "What's the purpose of it?" (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a guess. Yeah. Pretty much. But also because I don't like needles, so therefore... Oh, I hate shot, needles. Any shot I, I don't have to get, I'm, I'm good with. That's why I don't I have to take needles, needles because I, I couldn't tolerate the pain of a needle ink in my body. Nothing wrong with <laughs> tattoos. If you get tattoos, man, that, that that's, that's, that's you. I just I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, all right, Dustin, you got to put your thinking cap on for a moment. My thinking cap has been on since we started because so no, um, the the episode today we're, we're going to be talking about work, what that what what that looks like from a Christian's perspective. I guess is that is that yeah. a good way to define that? Um, so Kyle, Kyle brought this idea up, so I'm I'm just going to present it. Can you think about, before we get into the whole full thing, what was your first job? Do, do y'all, can, y'all, can y'all think back that long ago? What, what yeah. was your first job? Like, 
what where where was it what did it entail all those fun things so kyle if you're ready or dustin you're ready whichever (laughs) one so my first job actually was during basketball season my senior year so i didn't get a job until i was about 17 years old and i had to get a job because i got my first speeding ticket and my mom made me get a job i had to quit the basketball team and I, this is the first year ever playing varsity, and I was going to get a lot of playing time. I had to quit the team and get a job. So, man, I was so mad. But I got a job at the Hickory Crawdads. We've mentioned them. My first job was working in a concession stand, um, serving popcorn and hot dogs and leaving smelly and greasy every single night. And actually, maybe I shouldn't say this because I get somebody in trouble, but they had me serving beer at one point and I wasn't even 18 years old. And I'm like, yeah, this is not the life for me. So I got out of the food industry very, very quickly and I'd never returned. And I don't think I ever will. Okay. What would you, Dustin? All right. So my first job was, well, camp. I don't know. I guess you can count camp as a job. Um, it was, oh, yeah. I guess it was job and ministry put together pretty much. Right. So that's um, that's kind of what I started out doing. I started there when I was in high school and pretty much worked there till I finished college. And then after college, I got into um, – the food industry, and I worked for a nursing home in the dietary department. That was fun, <laughs> uh, really fun. But uh, so yeah, that was kind of my. How old were you when you started at camp? I was sixteen, maybe seventeen, somewhere in there, sixteen or seventeen. Okay, when I started there, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get a speeding ticket or anything. I didn't have to, like, <laughs> to go. No, that's go that's and, a fun job. Yeah, I would do that, um, but the Lord called me there. And so that's where I ended up. So. And you worked there how many years? I worked there eight years total. That's awesome. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So I know Kyle Dogan on the food ministry and that's like all the jobs I ever had. And I'm like, okay, not well, food ministry, <laughs> not, not food ministry, but you, you but it, yeah, um, that'll go into our topic today that it can be a ministry. How about that? Yeah. So the very first, if we're going to go by pain job, first very pain job I had was cutting grass at our church because uh, we got paid by the hour for that. So I got that. But for, but then high school, my very first job was working at Denny's. Denny's. Okay. Where is a, there a Denny's around here? In There's one in Morganton. Really? In Morganton. Dang. Right across the street from Lowe's Hardware. Yep. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Uh, it closed for a little while, but then it opened back up. It probably should have closed. <laughs> How old were you when you worked there, Rob? 16. Yeah. It okay. Worked there for two years. And then after I graduated, uh, a friend from our church, their brother, opened up a pizza place up in Glen Alpine, up a few minutes above Morganton. Uh, opened up a pizza place called Doogie's Pizzas and Subs. Doogie's, what kind of name is that? <laughs> so I, I got to work for Pizza and Subs, and then there you go. So I, maybe that's where my my craving for fixing food all the time comes from. True or false? Working in the food industry humbles you very quickly. True. 
I also think it helps you deal with but, people. Like it helps you for the ministry. Job? Isn't that any job though? No, no. The food industry, like no other, I think, is one of those things that either teaches you service and how to deal with people, or it just spits you up and cho- or chews you up and spits you out quickly. Yep. I, I think the ministry's like that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but then after that, I worked at. You know, a gas station in Morganton um, <laughs> before, right before I left to go to college, but I was there for a few years. And then when I was in college, I, ma- I managed uh, TCBY. So I don't know. I mean, I th- I th- and he's in a gas he- station. You could have taken a different path completely, Rob. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I really, I really think you should open a food truck, Rob. That's just me. But Hey, all jokes aside, literally Grace and I were exploring that the other day. We we were talking about it. Like we were looking up prices. Like I have a price list of what how much it would take to start a restaurant. True. Once it got past the comma and the six figures, I'm like, yeah, that that that's just it's just a pop dream. <laughs> yeah, you either gotta have a lot of rich investors or have a huge loan. I mean it. Yep. Yeah. So roughly to start everything out from scratch, and this would be leasing leasing a building. We're we're looking at about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars startup. Just equipment, building, maintenance, everything, permits, and I was like, wow. Okay. So maybe a food truck wouldn't be that expensive. I hope not. I I saw somebody was selling one the other day for sixty grand. So there you go. I'm telling you, that's 10, ten years. If I'm, Lord says to let me retire out of ministry, that that, that would be my that would be my backup. Well, or since great, or the other thought I have, and y'all going to laugh at this. So th- this is our new quote air quotes dream here for a minute. Since if you followed this podcast for any amount of time, you've heard us say this that Gracie, our, my daughter, wants to work at Disney. Like that's, that's still her number one goal. I'm not saying it's a dream that that's her goal now. Um, so after she's done with the Disney college program, she wants to work full time at Disney. So Jana had this idea while we were on vacation that she wants to be one of the people that just walks around with the broom and just sweeps, you know, sweeps the trash, just whatever needs to be done. She's going to go work at Disney so then they thought, well, I could go work at Disney. I could be one of the chefs in one of the resorts or one of the cooks in one of the somewhere like that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about all that. You got so. job experience. You've worked at Denny's. <laughs> at a gas station. At a gas station and a coffee shop. You're ready. Yeah. You're ready. Hey, You're ready. I, I'm telling you, the funniest thing about working at a gas station that was right at the time I was transitioning from being at the community college, really trying to figure out where or how the Lord was leading me. Um, but after surrendering finally and being at Liberty for that first year and then coming home during breaks and working at the gas station, it was showing where I was supposed to be because I was just being convicted constantly people coming in there and would spend a whole paycheck just on alcohol, cigarettes, mm. whatever it was. 
And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do this. I, I can't be that person that, I, and, and I'm not dogging anybody else that does that. I, my, my, you have the utmost respect for me. It just shows me how much I need to pray for those people, those employees. Um, but the one that was the kicker for me was when a person that I have known my whole life would come in every Friday and buy their beer. And then they would not. It's like they didn't even want to talk to me on Sunday. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? Come on, man. This is like, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You, you want to, mm. I don't know. That, that bothered me. Mm. That, that was the kicker of, I realized that it was time for me to leave. But then thankfully yeah. Lord opened up that I got to manage the TCBY, the yogurt place there in Hickory. What does TCBY Hickory, stand but, for? Uh, Liberty, the country's best yogurt. Wow. That's a fun fact. Now, that's a fun fact. That'll go kind of into my bracket today. So keep that in mind. <laughs> so we, we, we said all that, talked about our past job experiences. Because uh, the idea we want to talk about today is this idea of work, um, how it's kind of this one. It's on that list of the 12 most avoided topics in youth ministry. I don't really know how else to really and not talking about works of salvation. Right. Let, let, let's, yeah, let's clarify that. Not works of salvation, but I guess a better way to describe it is being a Christian in, a, in the workforce or the workplace and, and how we what, equip them or we lack of equipping for them on a, on a daily basis because maybe has pastors – you know, Kyle, you had mentioned it when we were talking about it, that maybe we sometimes we don't feel has equipped to share things about the workplace or the, you know, yeah. like the workforce. I don't know. What, what, what do y'all think about that one? Is that kind of a odd topic to talk about in youth ministry? It's not odd, but I think it's one of those things, like you said, sometimes we don't feel, uh, we don't feel equipped to do that in the sense of, the experience we have is completely different than most people. I think the thing you sent us said at best one in 10 of our students will go on into full-time vocational ministry or be a missionary at best one in 10 will, will choose that path. And that leaves us with 90% of our students are going to go into the workplace and how, one, we should encourage them that work is good, that it's necessary, and God has provided you a way to be able to work. Not a lot of people do anymore or want to, but also how you can use that as a ministry and that we do need to encourage that more. We do that in school. We talk about how their school is a mission field, but man, mm -hmm. I think more than ever, we need to prepare them that one day you will graduate. And we are sending you to the workplace, whatever that may be, military, TCBY, wherever it is, like God has called you to vacate that space for his presence and his glory. So use it. Um, Matthew 516, be the light, right? Don't hide it. Don't put it under a basket, shine it. And that's everywhere. That's not just if you work in a church or you 
go to uh, South Africa, whatever it is, it's everywhere. Yeah, you saying working in a church or going to South Africa, the other sentence in that article in the article that we'd sent, it's, it talks about how we yet we held these callings about full-time ministry or missions work. We held these callings as the supreme vocations. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't know that I would held them as the supreme vocations because if I had a student that came up to me and said, Rob, I feel like I'm called to the ministry. Sadly, my first response is not yay, but (laughs) why? Okay. Why? Because I think a lot of students and a lot of people like the idea of being called into ministry, but they don't understand it's it's a calling yeah it's hard it's full of heartbreak there's probably more air quote bad days than our good days you know i i I don't know the helm has a supreme vocation i'm like no i don't don't want to say a supreme vocation because wherever god has called you that's where god has placed you you know like yeah if god calls you to be a mechanic Go and be the best mechanic you can be. Don't think you're just, oh, I'm just a mechanic. No, dude, you can do so much more than I can. Yeah. I I can't take an engine apart and then put it back together again. You know? I, so sometimes I think we look at jobs or the, or the workforce has menial work. Mm. That, oh, I'm just a mechanic. How can I serve the Lord? Does that make sense? Mm. Like, dude, you're a mechanic. You're a cook. You you can serve the Lord a lot. You're serving people, you know? Like, have you think about those things? I think it's all in how we teach it. Yeah. Our students, yeah. the perspective of it. And most of the times it's going to be people like that that lead people to the Lord more than we do. Yeah. I mean, what would be or have, more? Or have a stronger impact. Yeah, stronger. What would be more impactful? Your your mechanic, the guy that's changing your oil to bring up those conversations, or me walking into a restaurant and, and, and sharing the gospel with you? Yeah, we're both supposed to do that. We're called to do that. But I'm telling you, my jaw would drop. My my everything would be shocked in me if mechanic was leading me to the Lord or trying to. Man, it's powerful, it's impactful. So, yeah. Well, Kyle, you could probably maybe understand or relate this better than Dustin and I could for a moment because working at Lifeway, mm-hmm. can you recall off the top of your head, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but can you recall off the top of your head people other than pastors or people in ministry that would come in there looking for Bible studies or maybe devotionals or books that maybe were the workforce people yeah. that worked in restaurants that worked in retail stores that Lifeway wasn't just meant for pastors, you know, I, I, don't, right. I can't, I don't know if you can recall any conversations or people that would come in there, you know, I know that put you on the spot. Sorry, but no, I mean, like, like you said, it was either, or it was either a pastor or vacation Bible school director, or it was somebody who um, was a believer and owned a business or had their own business or were doing their own thing, working the, working in the workforce. 
And they were just trying to humbly serve God and what they were doing. And there's a, a ton of times where people would use things like gifts or a Bible study or a devotion or a CD, if you remember what those are. And they would give them to people that they worked with and they were working on that relationship with them trying to um, show Christ through what they were doing. So, yeah, I mean, um, that's still technically ministry, but I was able to see oh, kind yeah. of both sides of it. I like what this article says to um, discipleship. It's no longer going to just be a six-week course when you graduate. Um, and work will be not just seen as necessary evil, but as a gift from God, a place in which we derive meaning. It means by which we provide goods and services to our world in a way in which we bring glory to God. Like we're not there. We, we, I mean, Dustin's got another job that he does on the side and, and Rob helps coach and, and work with the school system when he can. But I mean, think about it. Like you're able to have that knowing of this is a gift. God has given me the ability to work. So how am I going to use it? So how are we going to encourage our students to know that, that it is a gift? where yeah. most of our students who are working now are working because they're like me, they got a speeding ticket or the parents made them have a job or their parents aren't going to make them work because they, there's no need to right now. So yeah, we're seeing all of that in them. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just think when we want to encourage them as they're working, say, look, you know, Kyle, you, you said earlier that, you're you're being a light. You're you're being a light in the in the world. You're being a light where God has placed you. I think the problem is when they get so I don't like the word fixated, but they get so fixated because they see the price of college nowadays. And they are constantly working. And we never we never have a chance to really engage with them one on one whether it be a Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday night. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's, that's the part that breaks my heart a little bit. Sometimes it's when we get too work driven. Mm. Like, have y'all seen that with students in your ministries before? Yeah. It, it I, seems like if we're not sports driven, homework driven, or work driven. I think those are the three bigs that probably students face. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. So, I think right now, I think right now, just at the end of, we're coming to the end of the school year. I've got some of these students who were like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. Like they're seniors and have maybe been procrastinators or, um, and I relate to that, but they're, there it's almost like that oh crap moment like this is about to be real yep. like youth group hands gloves or whatever that bubble that we call it are kind of going to be taken off and i've got to live it i've got to live it out there i've got to put it to practice or i'm just gonna sink and you talked about the pursuit of homework the pursuit of athletics pursuit of a job think about school and university. I mean, 
is that something we should push? Is that something that we should, it's kind of like the vaccine. Is that something that we should kind of see people should strive for? Or is it just their calling is all going to be different? Because for me, that was like, if you did not go to school and especially a four-year school, you were nothing. So that's the thing that I was pushed at. But looking back, I'm like, man, there's so many different avenues that I could have gone to get exactly where I'm at right now. And maybe that wasn't the right plan, but that was the way that I went. Right. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't like the vaccine. We shouldn't, it's not our job to push the vaccine, but if our students come to us asking for advice, my, my advice is school's not for everybody. Yeah. Why, why go spend what thirty thousand dollars a year? That, that might be a community college. I don't know, but like, <laughs> why, why go spend thirty thousand dollars a year for four years if you have no desire to to be there? Yeah, you know, there's a ton of trade jobs that we we lack, not just in our communities but in our country that man, God can, God can use you wherever, just go be faithful, you know, yeah. just do something and be faithful. That's, that's, that's kind of my, what I, what I encourage, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I always, <clears throat> excuse me, I always tell my students, um, I mean, you can, so yeah, I don't, I don't ever like push them in one direction or the other. I just tell them how to discern the will of God. And then from there, they have to decide, is this what God wants me to do. But yeah, I agree. I don't think college is for everyone. Um, and I, me and Stephanie's talked about this some, because I, I have a two-year-old and he is into all things, dump trucks, excavators and fixing things. And so I'm like, you know, maybe that's God's kind of showing us that maybe that's his calling. That's his gift. Um, instead of trying to push him to say, well, I think you need to go to a four-year school. If you want to be a mechanic, be a mechanic and just do it for the glory of God. Yeah. That's what I tell my students all the time. I'm like, you, you do realize you don't have to go to a four-year school to be somebody. Right. And if that's what God's called you to do, by all means, go. Be obedient to that. But, I mean, you can be a carpenter and make a good living. And also, goodness gracious, the number of people you'll come in contact with building houses or putting a roof on that you can share Jesus with. I mean, that, that's, I mean, it's just unreal to think about it. But, yeah, so I don't, I don't think you should push them in one direction or other, but you can just encourage them and teach them to discern what God's will is. But I think one day we're going to get to the point where we run out of mechanics and plumbers and, and people that do those kind of jobs. But because we got to a point in our society where we just pushed everybody to the point of saying, if you're not academic, if you're not four year, you're not smart or you're not stable enough to make money. But now we're looking at it and we're saying maybe these people that went to trade schools or went to a two-year school or whatever are the smart ones, are the ones that are more well-off financially. Not that that's our goal, but our goal is to be, like Dustin said, using what we have and using what we do for the glory of God. I've got a buddy who all the time, his job is he sells air conditioning parts. That's what he does for a living. And all the time he comes to me, he says, man, I'm, I'm not like a pastor like you. I'm not in the ministry. And I'm like, do 
you have a ministry mm-hmm. every day he meets and talks with these guys and he's built up a relationship with these people at, at a cash register that I never will have that opportunity for. And he's had people that he's prayed with. He's had people that have just come up to him and realize he is a Christian say, Hey, will you pray for me this? Will you take this to your church? Hey, where do you go to church? If he wasn't in that position, if he didn't have that job, who's going to do it? And, it, it's a blessing. He may not see that every single day that he comes in, but what an opportunity. Yeah. And I think so many people in our churches today feel that way. Well, I'm not a Sunday school teacher. I'm not in the ministry. I'm not going on mission trips. I can't make a difference. I can't make an impact. But I think Jesus, if we, he was here standing today, he'd, he'd be going after those people more than he would us. Yeah. So. Use what you got and do it all for the glory of God. And Rob says that all the time. Well, and, and, I, and I think has pastors, not just youth pastors, has pastors. You know, and we, Ephesians 5, we're, we're, we are called to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Sunday morning, we're, we're faithful to the, to, to the text that we're pre- preaching to what God has laid on our hearts Sunday night, Wednesday night. And then the rest of that time, we're, we're called to pray yeah, for those that we're trying to minister to because they're the ones that are in the work field. They're the ones that are in the world. You know, like we, we come in on a Monday morning, Tuesday morning, we're sitting in our office. You know, we're, we're not having to put up with customer service. Right. Of having like to, and, and sometimes I forget to pray for those people. Yeah. You know, I, I forget that. But yet we, we need to say, okay, God, we want to be faithful and we, we pray that a Monday morning for them may look completely different than a Monday morning for us. Yeah. Oh, the weekend's over. I got to go back to work on them. But you know what? We want you to get up on a Monday morning and go and be the best mechanic or the best table host or the best school teacher that God has called you to be. And I need to be reminded that I need to pray more for them. You know, and, and that's what I would encourage my students. If God's called you to work at Chick-fil-A right now, go be the best Chick-fil-A employee you could be. Go be the best McDonald's employee you could be, you know? So it's... Uh, you mentioned teachers. You. Man, what a ministry. <laughs> yeah. They, they, as youth pastors, they should be our biggest asset is finding teachers within our churches and plugging them in, not just to children's ministry and youth ministry, but seeing how we can help them. Man, what a job. And I I love teachers. I'm so thankful for them. But I'm learning more and more that I do this in a church. Dude, they're our number one asset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are funneling kids back to us. Well, and and you said something else, too, that I just want to – this idea of ministry – do you think pastors, we lack this sometimes, not just in, just, not just in our particular ministries for a moment, but overall, do you think pastors lack emphasizing believers being ministers of the gospel? That when we, they talk about ministry, they're like, oh, you're called to the ministry. You're, you're going to be a preacher or a pastor or a missionary, mm. but if you're in Christ, if you've professed faith in Jesus, you're called to be a minister of the gospel. 
mm-hmm. wherever you are. Yep. Yeah. I think sometimes churches, we forget that. I'm know? guilty of that. Yeah. I don't think we, um, when we talk about ministry, I think we just kind of broadly and vaguely just say ministry. We don't really define what ministry is. Um, it's more than just kind of what we do as youth pastors. It's more than what just pastors right. do. Ministry is if, like you said, if you're if you're at McDonald's and you get the opportunity to share the gospel, guess what? You're a minister. You're, you might not be paid to do what we do, but you're getting paid at McDonald's to serve these people, but yet you're also getting paid there to share the gospel with them, to lead them to Christ, maybe to develop a friendship that you disciple this person along the way and you see them come to Christ. I mean, that, I just think we do, we do, we do a disservice when we just say ministry and walk on with it. We don't define what ministry is um, in the broad context beyond just, you know, what we do Monday through Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. I got a fun question for you guys. I think we're wrapping up. Fun question. If you weren't a pastor, not what you wanted to do before going into the ministry, but if you weren't a pastor right now in your life, what would you be doing? I was thinking that same question. It's kind of scary. You're going to find this. You, you might, I don't guess you'll find this odd, but like, I, I don't, most people probably don't know this, but I love to mow grass. I love, all right. I love to landscape. Um, I love being outdoors and doing all those things. So if I wasn't, doing ministry, I would own my own landscaping business. That would be my like dream. I'd hire All right. you. Yeah. So. That's cool. If you're, looking for, if you're looking for a job, I'll hire you. I can mow your yard for you. That's you, cool. You, you, you can bring David over, start him, start oh. him young. Hey, he would dig up stuff for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise I what he'll dig up. He'll dig it up. In our backyard ain't no telling. Um, I don't know. I think I know what yours is, Rob. You've already kind of said it. Food truck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's more of a dream than what I would probably do. But, I mean, yeah. it, it Right now, at this current stage of my life, that, that's probably what it would be. All right. That's uh, cool. Had I ever done it again, I um, always thought it would have been cool to be a, a groundskeeper. Yeah. Like, like a, a, a baseball field. Mm-hmm. Like that would be cool. Man, you talk about how much work and there's a whole different type of smarts for those type of people than, than what I'm even willing to like, nope, that's, just, I just want to yeah. water it and cut it, water it and cut it. Let me do that. But there's like, so yeah, yeah either a groundskeeper or on my restaurant. That's cool. So what about you? I don't know. That- you're, you're, you're wearing your Bengals, uh, shirt today in support for today's the nfl draft so yep. kyle's gonna be like a coach somewhere he's gonna be like no <laughs> I, right now man i like there's two different directions that i'm like man this would be good this would be good but i'd have to have more education that's being a teacher and coaching or going back to school to be a nurse i would love to do that i don't know i've always found like medical stuff interesting and i think that's just my family and the background of my mom and my aunt i just i love medical stuff so i don't know one of those but again those are both not 
<laughs> if anything, those yeah. jobs are harder than our job right now. So I don't know what I'm saying. Being a yeah. nurse or a teacher, I, that one, I couldn't be a nurse cause I couldn't stab somebody with a needle. Cause I'll be like, no, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> and number two, we all know I couldn't be a teacher that, that I, that's just a whole yeah. man. You, you have to have a certain type of spirit, heart and temperament to be a teacher. Yeah. You know what I wanted to do when I was growing up? A fireman. I wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> that, that still would be cool. Like just the adrenaline junkie in me would be like, this would be awesome. But then not seeing my family three days a week would not be fun. Nah. So. You can go be a volunteer fireman. You can go be, That's yeah, you true. Could be, you could go be a chaplain for the fire department. Listen, they approached me about being the chaplain for our local fire department. And I've thought about it. That would, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. If, if the opportunity ever presented itself, I think it would be, you know, you talked, you talked about the working at the Hickory Crawdads. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool if the opportunity ever presented itself, uh, if to be a chaplain of the baseball team for a summer. That'd be cool. I, th- I think that'd be really cool. Do they have that? Mm-hmm. That'd I be think cool. You have to be, I think you have to be well-versed in all religions. So mm. For the why wouldn't it be up on a clubhouse basis? Well, I think, dude, you, you think about how many like Catholic background people you would have coming through there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I, I think you would actually have more Catholic backgrounds than you probably would anything. Yeah, oh, easily. You know, yeah. with all all the Latino players you get coming through. Yeah. So. Well, y'all got anything else to add for that one real quick? That, that was a good good way to end it with our, what would our jo- dream job be if we were not in ministry? Nope. That's all I've got. No, I mean, I think everything's covered. So. I, I will close with this. I, I, I think I know you guys well enough. I think y'all would agree with this, that if I had it to do over again, go back to the day where I felt God called me to the ministry and, accepting that call and spending 20 plus years in ministry for myself, I, I wouldn't hesitate to do it again. Oh yeah. Me, me e- even with all the aggravations and the heartbreak through it, there, there's still more joy and just more encouragement than there was, you know, I don't know. I couldn't see myself doing anything different. Yeah. We've talked about it before, but something would be cool after we finish this series maybe do a series on the uh, dangerous calling book, take it chapter by chapter and talk about it on here. I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't be interesting. We just had that thought just now as we're talking about calling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, something to think about. Definitely. So, all right. Well, cool. So Kyle, Kyle's got us a a draft that he has come up with on on the fly here for a month. So this might be interesting. So obviously if you've been associated with this podcast for a while, you know, nine times out of 10, it's probably going to be food related. So unless Kyle, Kyle's in that one percent that he's going to be different here for a minute, let's find out. So what no, <laughs> it's going to be food. <laughs> this is one I've been saving and holding in my back pocket since we started talking about doing a bracket because I think that this is the most interesting bracket, and I could be wrong. I think that every week because Dustin brought out Little Debbie's last week, but then I'm like, you forgot so many. But I did, I did, I did try that peanut peanut butter one last week and it's really good good i'm telling you it's like a nutter butter without the crunch yeah yeah but yeah or the crisp all right so today's bracket is on mall food court food okay 
So again, this might not be our mall, but we all know these places. You can all picture these places and know what they are. They're the most famous, I think, mall food court places around. If you go to any mall food court, one or two of these has got to be there somewhere. Okay. So you could add a few, take away a few, but I think that these are the most important. Okay. So so depending on, depending on what, which ones you have listed, I, I think there's a safe bet that we all know who's going to be the automatic winner on that. I don't think so. We all thought that with the, uh, fantasy movie franchises as well well that one's still rigged that that's like you know <laughs> that that's still that that, that that one's gonna be like the uh barry bonds all-time home run leader it's gonna be an asterisk beside it so we're going to all right as all right, i, which I say them you tell me what you think is going to be the favorite as i get to it okay i'll, I'll, I'll save it till the end i'll save it till the end I'll okay the end. all right so the first matchup is between Panda Express and Dairy Queen slash Orange Julius. I, I combine those two. They're combined in our mall. Most of the time they're separate, but they're combined in our local mall. So Dairy Queen slash Orange Julius. Panda like, Express is a mall, a mall yeah. food? Yeah, it actually started in a mall. And most, it, most malls, they have Panda Express. So, yeah, it started in a mall food court. So... I could have went with like your, just your basic Chinese guy standing out, giving you a free sample type thing. But I went Panda Express because I think it's really good. So now you think you know the favorite, but now I just listed one of your favorite fast food places. So, Oh, no, it's still I, – I, I just wrote it down. All right. So, okay, okay so what, what's first round? Uh, Panda Express versus Dairy Queen slash Orange Julius. All right. You want me to read the rest or just go – Bracket by bracket. Yeah, we'll get bracket. So you got two different types of food there. Yeah, exactly. But they're they're food court type food. Yeah. Well, no, but like the Dairy Queen, like most Dairy Queens in the mall serve, they give you the hamburgers, the hot dogs. Right. Not just the the ice cream. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. It depends on what day of the week I'm craving Chinese or I'm craving American. I mean, good gracious. I go with Panda Express. You want to vote on these or you want me to read the rest? No, I'm going, I'm going Panda Express. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, I don't eat Chinese food, so. <laughs> um, and you can see how well the Panda Express did in Hickory. So, nobody must have liked it that much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm Panda Express. Uh, no, I can't do that. So, Dairy Queen Orange Julius for me. So, Okay. All right. I'll break the tie. I'm going to say Pan Express. Oh, I love Pan Express. You both are sinners that need to repent. I think it's underrated. I wouldn't choose it as one of my top fast food places, but if it's in a food court, I'm probably going to it first. So I'll give you that. All right. Next matchup Cinnabon versus Charlie's Cheesesteaks. You've seen this everywhere you go. You probably don't go to it, but Charlie's like cheesesteaks. We've got one in our mall too. So did you put these matchups at like I think this was a good matchup like at very random or are these like I mean because you're going like with the cheesesteak sandwich versus exactly like, the Cinnabon. I mean that's like they're two like, completely different. Yes, so where's exactly. where's the where's the Charlie's cheesesteak in the Hickory Mall? Is there another mall that I don't know about? No, it's in the Hickory Mall. It's always been there. Oh. I, right how do I miss Sabaro, that? It's right beside Sabaro, the pizza place. Yep. Wow, I must. I, well, I haven't been to the mall in 
I mean, a couple years. So who knows? I mean, might have missed it. And I'm not even sure if it's there now. Yeah, it is. I just went there this weekend. Okay. Also, that's encouraging. All right. Which Gosh. one are you choosing? C- Cinnabon. Hmm. Yeah, I like both of those. Uh, this is hard. Because we don't have a Cinnabon in Hickory. That's true. No. But, I mean, if you go to an airport, I kind of lump those all together. Airport food, food court food, all the same thing. But, yeah, Cinnabon is my choice. I just – Dude, you can't beat the smell of a Cinnabon. You think about when you go to Concord Mills Mall, you take that corner, you come around that lap. Oh, my Lord, it just takes over. <laughs> it's an instant. Let's get my wallet out and buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Cinnabon. I mean, I like cheesesteak. Don't get me wrong. I do, too. If I had to choose between a cheesesteak and a Cinnabon, I'm Cinnabon all yeah. the way. Cinnabon, yeah, I'm, I mean, there, there, I'm there's there. something special about a Cinnabon. I mean, you know, yeah. it's... So, yeah, that Charlie's cheesesteak, they got like this chicken teriyaki cheesesteak oh, yep. sandwich that's good. And then they give you that big cup of fries, crinkle fries. But yeah, Cinnabon all the way. All right. Was that your favorite? Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's what I'm going with. That's no, what I'm, is that, is that the one you thought you, was going to win? You, you haven't said it yet. So. All right, here we go. Sabaro versus the Great American Cookie Place. Oh, man. Sabaro. This is the hardest one for me. Yeah, because I like both of those. After I eat the pizza, I go get a cookie. So Yeah. <laughs> have you ever gotten a cookie cake from there? I've always seen them, and I've never gotten one. I haven't, mm. but I'm sure it's probably good. I'm sure it is. They're expensive. Mm. Yeah. They're like one of the only places that has sun drop, like in a fountain, too. And I've always been tempted and, to and get And they have a sun drop slushy. At least one in uh, Hickory does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or used to anyway. But so I'm you say Sabaro? Yeah, dude. Pizza's my kryptonite. Yeah. Is that one still in the Hickory Mall? Or did it close? It closed, but it reopened as another pizza place. But it's still an all-time mall food court place. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, man. Sabaro is probably the most classic of all the restaurants you've listed so far. Oh, yeah. You get the green and white cup with Sabaro written sideways on it. Big slice of pizza. I mean, that's, I'm hungry. I'm ready to go eat now. Got to go get a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is hard. Mm, okay. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with the pizza place. Sabaro. Wow. Yeah. All right. I was going to go great American cookie. So. Yeah. Why'd you choose Sabaro? I, 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 my weakness is pizza. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you like, yeah, if they took those both of those and combine those together in one store, I would never go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a future idea to, to present a, to the CEO, whoever owns that. Yeah. A pizza cookie. Was that your number one choice? Yes. Okay. No, well, not mine. Was that the one, Rob? No. What? Okay. I hope it's one of these then, because here's my last two. Annie Ann's or Chick-fil-A? Oh, Lord. This is a hard one, too. This is. Mm. I'm going to just break I'm just gonna break the ice. Chick-fil-A's great, but you can get it anywhere. Annie Ann's is my choice. Pretzel bites. Oh, dip man. them in cheese sauce. Nothing better. Get an icy with it. Oh yeah, that's my jam. 
Okay. I guess, again, like the way you have all your matchups, it, it depends on what you're in the mood for when you go to a mall. Just, you're hungry. You're choosing one. It doesn't have to, it could be breakfast, lunch, but, dinner. But like, it. Th- think about like, and, and we know if you're listening, you don't necessarily know what Hickory Mall looks like, but Auntie Anne's in the mall is so far away from the actual food court. Yeah, so but can, most people, they're all together. Chick-fil-A, it all sucks. Oh, there's Chick-fil-A. So I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Then we'll walk 30 more steps. There's Orange Julius Dairy Queen, which I think it went out of business, not there. But then we'll go down around, go down the corner and go down the escalator and bam, there's Auntie Anne's. It's like, man, that got all spread out. You don't know like which way you want to. But in a perfect world, they're all in the same food court. Our mall is not the best. So I thought is it is it is it Auntie Anne's in the mall or is it something different now? No, it's like pretzel time. And the the other one's the other famous one is Wetzel's pretzels, but to me I associate pretzel. I'm going Auntie Anne's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm with Kyle on this one. You can get Chick fil A anywhere. You you it's hard to get those pretzels just anywhere. There's a, there's another one in um Pigeon Forge at the outlets. Ben Stephanie always mm-hmm. As we walk around, we stop in and get what we want. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Auntie Anne's. Yeah, I mean that's. I see what you're saying. There, there's <laughs> Chick Fil A anywhere. But well, yeah. time, in his mind, he has to be in the mood for it. And so, well, no, but at the same time, it's it's, it's Chick Fil A. But then again, there's certain times of day. Defense, right. when the, the few times we've gone to the mall to eat, we end up eating at Charlie's Cheesesteaks before yeah. we do Chick Fil A. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll go with the I'll go with the soft salted pretzel. Do you guys go pretzel bites or you go full size pretzel? I like I like full size pretzel. Yeah, I, I like the cinnamon pretzels too. Oh man! Oh what? No, that sounds yep. pretty good. C- c- cinnamon pretzel with the cream cheese icing. Oh man! All right. It's, it, it's I'm signing off and heading that way right now. <laughs> you ever seen that TikTok of the guy that took the pretzel bites and he made it into a full-size pretzel and it was like three pieces too short, but they cost more than a regular pretzel? I always thought that was hilarious. I've not so. seen that. I All right, so we're, we're moving Annie Ann's along. Let's, let's, let's make this thing go faster. All right, so next matchup, we have Panda Express. Oh, this is a tough one. Versus Cinnabon. Oh, Cinnabon. Yeah, I'm uh, Cinnabon all Cinnabon. the way. Uh, Panda Express. Eh. Cinnabon. I, love, I love Panda Express, but I don't know. Something about a Cinnabon, oh. man. That's. I know. We got to talk, Rob, about you and Panda Express. What? I, just, I don't know how you eat that place, but all right. <laughs> all right, so we're moving Cinnabon on to the championship round. All right, so that leaves us with Sabaro versus Annie Ann's. In my opinion, this should be the championship match, but it's all right. I don't know. E- either three between Cinnabon, yeah. Sabaro, and Annie Ann's are all going to be – that's all a tough matchup right there. I know, but right now, Sabaro versus Annie Ann's. Man, I'm going to let Dustin pick first on this one. Dude, I'm I'm su- I have such a weakness for those icies, especially like the blue ones. Mm. That man, it always pulls me to Annie Ann's, and it has wow. nothing to do with the pretzel. Now I don't know about this, the Annie Ann's that you guys have been to, but the one in Pigeon Fords has actual um, 
pretzels that they put like cheese and pepperoni on. So they're like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm going Annie Ann's because I can. Get oh, pizza. you're I getting get pizza, pizza there. Pretzel. Both of the nice. best. I get both of the best worlds with a pizza and a pretzel together. So nice. That's where I'm going. They get they give you the marinara sauce that you can dip it in. Yep. I've never had that. I've also never had one that's wrapped in a hot dog, wrapped around a hot dog either. I haven't either, but that sounds no, I pretty good. Have, 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 no, I have put cheese the, in it? The, the no, you dip bites. it. Oh, man. I've had the corn dog bites they have at NTN's. Oh, okay. All right, so what are you choosing, Rob? It doesn't really matter. I think y'all decided, but... No, I haven't I, voted. I, I'm, I'm going to go Sabaro. I, I, I just You can't go away with the classic. You can't go away yeah. with the classic. I mean, that's... So, I'll give you that. I'm going any hand. Sorry, we're we're getting rid of the classic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're all they're all still mall classics. Yeah. All right, so Annie Ann's versus Ooh. Cinnabon. Not your traditional meal food, but they're definitely mall food. You, you, want you can make a meal out of either one. Yeah. Yeah, sweet or salty. That's the choice. That's man. true. Mm. Oh man. I'm going. I'm going Cinnabon. Oh, I'm mm. going Cinnabon. I you just can't, especially they drop that drawer, pull out the up the cinnamon rolls right there, and they get the ice and they just start lathering them up. Oh and yeah, just just man, somebody's drooling over their steering wheel right now. In, instead of the Disney TikTok, Disney take my money, money, money. It's a Cinnabon. Take my money, money, money. Calls man, <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're flashing it. There it goes. All right, I'm going to make Dustin choose. I'm going to go ahead and say Annie Ann's. I love Cinnabon. Rob almost made me choose it just the way he was describing them pouring that icing over it. But again, there's nothing better, in my opinion, than when a, a classic salted pretzel, dip it in mustard or dip it in nacho cheese with an icy. I, I'm, I'm going Annie Ann's. I wish she was my aunt. I, I guess you could be if you wanted her to. But That's uh, true. Man. That's that's this is hard. Okay. Once again, it's come down to Dustin for the final. I don't know why this always happens. I feel like everybody hates me afterwards. <laughs> you got to be quicker. You got to be quicker. I know. That's all right. I can take it. I'm I'm used to not being liked. So it's all right. Um, Dustin's our resident thinker. He just he thinks about it. Okay. I'm. All right. Here we go. I'm going with Auntie Anne's, and here's why. Boom. Because you can you can still get salty and sweet there together. So um, I do like Cinnabon, but if I had to choose between you can't the two, get Cinnabon sweet antiens though. Well, you can it, still get it, the cream cheese and the pretzels. So even it's all right. cinnamon pretzels do not rank up to a Cinnabon. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, come on. Okay, that's... I'll give you right, Rob, and I'm still going with antiens. So that's why. I'm... <laughs> I'm okay Nothing like a pretzel. I, I, either one of those two, I think. Either one of those two, you couldn't argue with without coming to either one of those two. All right, I'll take it. So the official food court food of caffeinated living is Auntie Anne's. Congratulations, you are now our aunt of caffeinated living as well. So what did you, you write down, Rob? What was your choice, Rob? I can't see, see it. I can't see it. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I almost didn't put it on there. But, I mean, I didn't even choose Chick-fil-A, so that just shows you that 
It's a good thing. It's a good thing that the Lord called me to ministry and not to be a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there any other th- ones that I forgot or left off? Thought about Subway, but nah, Subway's no. Yeah, it's kind of down the yeah. hill, right down the tube right now. I mean, unless there's like random. Maybe you shouldn't ask us. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you're listening, or is there something that we left off that's in the area where you listen that you have a food court in your mall? Is there something that we left out that we don't know about? Yeah. But, I mean, I can't think of like specialty. We, we have Emerson's Coffee. It's a little coffee right. shop in our mall, but it's not like a, it's not a go-to place. We go to Concord Mills. They've got salsaritas and firehouse subs and Popeye's chicken. I mean, so I don't count those though as food court foods. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sabaro, that, that one is your classic all time classic. You know, you think of a food court food. Um, I know you said Panda Express, but I always think there's some kind of a Chinese or a Japanese restaurant that you. Yeah. See. Yeah. There's always one. Dippin' Dots is another one I thought about adding. But that's kind of like a thing that's died off in the last five years. But Dippin' Dots, I think, is a classic mall-type mall food. Another one in Hickory there for the last couple of years, it, it went away. It wasn't that popular. But you, do y'all remember the Dragon's Breath? Yeah, yeah. Dragon's Breath has kind of died, too. Because you died it, if you tried it. That it's going to be interesting to see how that affects that generation that grew up on Dragon's <laughs> Breath. Like if it causes cancer from inhaling liquid nitrogen. <laughs> there's actually there's actually one still in Pigeon Forge at the new Publix. Wow. At a Publix. That's interesting. Yeah. Hey, my, mall, or my airport go-to order always is go to Bojangles at the airport and then get a Cinnabon. I don't know why I always go to Bojangles, but I do, and I always get a Cinnabon. Okay. Yep. Airport when food we is good, to, too. When we went to Disney, that's getting going through the airport. That's where we got breakfast, Cinnabon. It's yep. like It's there. It's like, oh, it just calls to you. It just... It almost makes me want to drive to Concord Mills tonight to say, Jan, let's go get a Cinnabon. Let's, <laughs> let's go make the trip. I mean, no, I can't I can't think of any other. There used to be like a smoothie <clears throat> something in, in, in our mall years ago. Isn't that Orange Julius? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess the Orange Julius one's like that, too. But I can't think of any other major, major ones. I, th- I think those were good choices today. All right. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> Auntie Anne's, it's, I mean, you, you can always eat a pretzel, you know? Always. Always eat a pretzel. That might, that might be my lunch today. Since I can't have Cinnabon, I might go to the mall and get me Auntie Anne's. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, you, all right. So, who's got it? Then I got it next week, right? Correct. Yeah. Your challenge is it can't be food. I, I know. I got to think of something other than food. but it's Or so drink. Hard. It can't be food or drink. Or sports, because I don't know nothing about No, it can be sports. You can just do uniforms and give Dustin a heads up, and he's got to choose the uniform. That would actually make it really interesting for Dustin. Yeah. Just just pick a random sports thing and, like, end up being, like, this most random thing, because Dustin's just, like, picking something that he likes the way it sounds. (laughs) That sounds great. Let's go with it. Yeah. 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 Like, I could do the, like, 
greatest the greatest basketball team. Like we're going to make a dream team of everybody and just be like, oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Michael Jordan. I saw him on Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> Space Jam 2 um, looks cool, by the way. Yeah. Even if it does have the other player that people think he's the greatest, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> He, he's ca- he's catching a lot of flack nowadays. So I'm, I'm thankful that people realize that he's not as quote unquote perfect as everybody thinks he is. So he's anyway, we're not going to discuss that. So, well, Kyle, I'm surprised you didn't at least say happy draft day to everybody that is listening for the, you know, I know everybody's getting excited for their fantasy draft tonight too, or not fantasy draft, but they're getting excited for the thinking about their fantasy draft. Yep, this is my Christmas. I always wake up draft morning. I always get Hardee's. I don't know why. I've just always got Hardee's for breakfast on draft day. And I just say Merry Draftmas to all and to all. Good night. That's also because you're a Bengals fan, so you're you're getting tired of having the first five picks every year. No, this is my Super Bowl. It's always like the potential of what our team could be that other teams they they get to win trophies. We get to win draft picks. So, I'm saying that facetiously, if I'm using that correctly. But, yeah. But I love draft night. So, happy draft night. And even though you didn't say anything to me for the last two games, your beloved Mets took a loss. So, you didn't say anything to me, but that's okay. Yeah. I think think we have the Tim Tebow curse. I think once Tim Tebow retired, the Mets are going to be good again. I don't know why, but he did. Retire. Yeah, Tim Tebow retired. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us this week, guys. Again, if there's a food court that we left off a, a, an item in a food court, let, let us know. Drop it in the comments. Let us know. Again, you can listen to us on iTunes, Apple Music, iTunes, Apple Music uh, podcast. Uh, Amazon, Spotify. Spotify. So you can find us multiple places. So thanks for being with us. So until next time. As always. Keep it caffeinated, friends. (laughs) All right. See you next week, guys.